of Citizen. It is a city for you podcast. Welcome to the new episode. I am happy to share another urban story with you. Listen in and feel free to get back to me through Instagram, Facebook, Patreon, whatever you want with your comments and to share this episode with someone who you think might be inspired by it. All the necessary links and a short teaser are in the description of this episode. The rest you will hear right now. Enjoy! And remember to notice how a city for you will change after you've listened to this story of a city in a day and night modes. I am very happy you are here. <laughs> I'm very happy to be here. Yeah, and so amazing that you found me through another podcast and then you wanted to be in it. Yeah, I really wanted to. I've listened to some of the episodes and uh, the fluke episode and I really wanted to take part of it because I thought it was a good initiative and so important to hear all of the stories and I wanted to, for my subject story to be heard as well <laughs> so yeah Yay. I reached out and now we're here awesome and I didn't know anything I still don't know much about you like 30 minutes ago I didn't know even who you are and no. yeah so makes it even more exciting for me <laughs> yeah yeah so you can tell a little bit about yourself mm-hmm. to begin with and then I'll start with the questions yeah Uh, so I'm Olivia and I'm Swedish. I'm 23 years old and I am from the south of Stockholm originally, uh, from Huddinge municipality, uh, 15 minutes by commuter train. Um, and now I live in Enskede in Svedmyra, south of the south of Stockholm. So mm-hmm. I've come a little bit closer, but I'm still yeah. on the south side, so uh-huh. I keep myself there. Um, And I've studied different things. I started studying geography, actually, at mm-hmm. Stockholm University. So there I've studied a lot of environment, like everything mm-hmm. from how the Earth is, is formed to like mm-hmm. geomorphological processes and climate change and environment. Mm-hmm. But with that basis, I also found that I, I wanted more of like the application to the city. Mm-hmm. So I had like some courses you could choose from and then I chose urban planning courses and mm-hmm. I really liked it. So that's why I applied to the master's program in sustainable urban planning and design at KTH and mm-hmm. I got in and now I did that for two years mm-hmm. and wrote my thesis on public toilets also yeah. by accident just yeah. <laughs> found it and now I'm finished and I'm working at the summer job uh, in Nacka municipality at the traffic department mm-hmm. as like a traffic planner but uh, a summer intern mm-hmm. so yeah, yeah that, that's a short story of my <laughs> five years yeah and I like how you shape it all as a you say it's all an accident yeah but also maybe it hasn't been an accident it's just your path that you gener- like naturally follow yeah i think so too. I usually say like you didn't know that you were going to be here today, but obviously there's a reason you are here because mm. you've made choices along the way and yeah. Yeah, so I just I take life very very chill like that. I just see what I'm interested in at that point and then mm-hmm. I just go for it. As long as it feels good, then I know it's right. Yeah. So 
And now we are both here today. Yes, we are. Our choices made us come here. Yeah, it did. To this room with all the weird reflections yeah. and surfaces, but still very nice. Yeah, very many surfaces. Like there you have the soundproofing and there you have the concrete, like that one, the whiteboard and the glass top. Yeah, the carpets and like yeah, every every wall or ceiling, everything has a different material. Yeah. And the glass here. Yeah. We have all of the materials in here. Okay, yeah. <laughs> the first question yeah. I want to start us discussing. What is a city for you? Yeah, I've listened to your podcast a few episodes and I've thought about it. And I think what I came up with is that a city for me is like so many functions and amenities in a smaller space and like also so many diverse people more so than in smaller places it can still be diverse but this is like it becomes hubs of all of these functions in the same space which and these different people which offers a lot of like problems but it's mm -hmm. also not problems sometimes but challenges mm -hmm. but it also like offers the solutions like cities have the most impact on the world mm -hmm. so i think <clears throat> Cities are the place where you can really tackle those challenges as well. So the cities are the challenge, but also the solution. That's hmm. what I've been thinking about. And I think that's why I'm so interested in it, because it's so complex yeah. uh, in a different way. Interesting. I like the way you put it in this, like you, this, you opened up this duality, mm. I guess. And I think it's important to look at it from both ways, not to look at the city just as a challenge or just as a solution, but mm. both. And then how do we yeah. interact with it? Mm. Definitely. I think us as humans, I mean, we mm. tend to see some things in black and white. Mm. And I mean, it depends. Sometimes I'm very sick of cities because mm. I'm like, oh, there's all these issues. But then I'm like these are amazing spaces to actually do something mm. which also spreads out everywhere else and yeah I, f I just think it's so much more complex like I think I realized that I liked cities when I've been traveling like mm -hmm. with friends like they and I mean it's no fault with that but they rather go to the beach or like someplace and that's very nice but I mm -hmm. think I like to travel more to cities and like mm -hmm interpret them and think about them mm -hmm. like I really like that so the complexity of cities mm -hmm. uh, a city is complex but also easy when you easier when you get to know it but it takes some time mm -hmm. to get to know a city mm -hmm. yeah uh, yeah so fun <laughs> but there is also some beauty in coming to a city for the first time and yeah. then acknowledging that you don't know this city mm. and you are going to explore it now yeah from the zero expectations point exactly Which you haven't so done for a while no <laughs> yeah. the place where you grew up would you mm -hmm. consider it as a city i wouldn't and now when i've studied with international people i definitely wouldn't because mm -hmm. the scale of like a big city uh, is <laughs> like so yeah. different stockholm is not a big city if you compare mm -hmm. it so i mean hooding is a small town and like mm. uh, now it's become like bigger uh, but when I grew up we had like horse 
horses like a hundred meters away from me. <laughs> but it's it's different now, and many people don't like the development. Of, oh, it's houses everywhere, it's cars everywhere, mm-hmm. uh, and I think it's a little sad too. Uh, but it's definitely like a small smaller place mm-hmm. it has like urban course as well but yeah it's definitely not big comparatively yeah. oh, that's interesting i think it's for you as an urban planner mm. it's curious to look and observe what's happening in your hometown that you also experienced just as a child as a normal citizen without analyzing too much yeah definitely And we've actually worked with Huddinge on my master's program as well. So mm. I've really gotten to see it from the nice. urban planning standpoint. Yeah. And like, it was quite fun to have these local knowledges mm. in my group as yeah. well. So it was a really good mix in that group yeah. to see it. Cool. Yeah, it was really cool. <laughs> yeah. We can shift to the second question. Yeah. What are you for the city? Yeah, I thought about this one too. <laughs> <laughs> But I think... I mean, everyone's a part of the city, but I think some people are more a part of the city in like analyze and analyzing and understanding the city. Like mm-hmm. I would see myself as like an urban explorer and like, yeah, and I understand the city more because I'm very interested in the city. And mm-hmm. <clears throat> I think, especially when I studied geography, when people asked me what I was doing, they thought I was just... They were like, oh, you know all the names of the cities in the world. <laughs> and I was like, not really. <laughs> so, like, what do we do with them? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I tried to like explain it, but the explanation I thought came across the most was like, I study the things that people don't think about. Like, <laughs> you don't think about how you get to work in the morning, really. Like, you mm. just count on that public transport works. You count on that you have... A place to live that you have a place to shop that you have mm. somewhere like all these amenities so yeah. i think about the things that some people don't and there's nothing wrong with that mm. but i yeah mm-hmm. and i'm also the toilet girl i've become yeah. famous for not famous but uh, in my no, class they're I'm like oh you're the toilet girl now i'm like yeah i don't know if that's good or bad but <laughs> i'll take it as good i think it's catchy enough to <laughs> Uh, get stuck in the head and you can use that that's as a minimum that's for sure yeah exactly do you feel like you want to share something from that project yeah definitely uh i mean i got really into public toilets by accident as i said (laughs) we read a book for um uh, a course we took contemporary urban theory I think it was called Mm -hmm. and I read Feminist City by Leslie Kern Mm -hmm. and then we had to write a really short essay because it was supposed to be compiled into like a a magazine that they were to publish so it had to be really short and then I wanted to pick like a a small subject or so I thought yeah (laughs) and then I read something about toilets in her book and how it's very unequal Mm -hmm. in public space and I was like oh here is Another subject I've never thought about in the perspective of urban planning. Mm-hmm. How is there any left? I feel like I've thought so much, but there all there's always new things. Yeah. So I was like, I think I want to write my thesis about this. And my course, the course responsible was like, yeah, I think you should. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> on that way it was. Uh, so I only did the public toilets and 
what I mean by public toilets is like those that are really outside in public space, like parks, mm-hmm. town squares. I don't count like toilets and malls as public. Mm-hmm. I count them as semi-public. Yeah. Uh, and I mm-hmm. did it in Stockholm municipality and I tried to like map out where all of them were, what types of typologies there were, like mm-hmm. if there were paid to use or free, yeah. mm-hmm. if they were uh, accessible, if they were, you know, uh, what type of model it was mm-hmm. and see kind of these different clusters of typologies. Uh, and I also, I wanted, wanted to talk more to people mm-hmm. about their perception, but because of COVID and everything, yeah. uh-huh. that wasn't as possible. Uh, yeah. And that's sad. I, I made a survey, which I sent out through like social media. Mm-hmm. So I got some insight, but I, I felt like I lacked some of the people perspective, mm-hmm. which is what I really wanted. So it's it's frustrating, yeah. but and yeah, you can, if you decide to, you can keep going with that and then yeah. add the human element. Yeah, I really want to, because that's what matters. I try to like see it from different yeah. people's standpoints. Like if you're a woman and you have a functional disability and you're homeless, then the odds are like the chance to go to a public toilet are much lower than mm-hmm. if you're a man and you are able-bodied and you're not homeless. Like mm-hmm. the, there's so many differences. Uh-huh. So I really wanted to talk mm-hmm. to more people, but it's it's how it is. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. <laughs> the first time I even thought about this topic was mm-hmm. when I was doing a summer course in Copenhagen, mm-hmm. and then it was urban studies and action, mm-hmm. something like this. And we had one group also focused on that, and they were looking in, into public toilets in Copenhagen, yeah. in that one area, Slakhusumrådet. Uh, oh, really? Uh, there. That's where we were positioned, and ah. we were analyzing that area from different perspectives. And also they were doing this analysis of free and, and uh, paid. Yeah. Public toilets yeah. and things like that. I was like, wow, that's actually a thing. And also, the main thing for them was gender question yeah. and how many more toilets for men there were in Copenhagen mm. where a person can just stand up and how there were no toilets just for women. Yeah. Like, Why that inequality? Yeah. Yeah, it's such a big difference. Mm. And I mean, it's with I mean everything it's it, most of it has been built by men and then mm. inevitably they build it for themselves like consciously unconsciously yeah. you do that and but you still see that effect today that mm. we haven't been a part of the planning yeah. process in the same way so we haven't made our mark yet and mm-hmm. these inequalities still like make a huge impact on our lives and mm. that's not okay but we yeah. we can come in and change it now. But you need to make these inequalities visible first. That's the first mm. step. So that's what I was trying to do as well. Yeah. yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. Also, sorry, but when you said making a mark, mm. you can really use it as a logo somehow with public toilets and making a mark. There is something there. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'll anyway. think about it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They can make it sound very... It's already very catchy. Yeah. I mean, but yeah, because of not simplicity of the topic, but... Mm common daily aspects of it it's yeah. like we all need that yeah and that's what makes it so relevant i guess yeah i mean it's a basic human need it's not like 
it's not like you want to go and buy a product. It's a basic human need mm. and it's going to happen. You need to eat, you need to sleep, you need to drink, you need to go to the toilet. Uh-huh. But you you haven't laid that foundation like mm-hmm. in cities. You just go beyond that and think about other things. But you miss this very crucial aspect yeah. and why, mm. you know, but... Mm. Yeah. That's yeah, I can see how we can talk about this. But yeah, just, yeah, yeah. But we let's can. move on. Definitely. And then we can still come back to this topic yeah. uh, from time to time. Um, the next question is more linked to lighting, because mm. you might know. Yeah. How does artificial lighting overnight city affect you? I think it really affects us way more than we know and admit. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, we live in Sweden, so we mm. do need it a lot of the times. But it's also one of those things you just count on that it's there. Mm-hmm. When you walk somewhere at night, you're like, yeah, of course, it's going to be lit up. Mm-hmm. Well, someone has thought about it. Someone has yeah. decided to like place the lights there. And mm-hmm. it's not random. It's always with intention. Hopefully. <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> well, sometimes it's a little random. Well, but... It could feel random, even if it wasn't. Or the other round. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, sometimes <laughs> you maybe don't get the intention. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's interesting. <laughs> I think it really affects us a lot. I mean, it it does affect our sleeping schedules. It mm-hmm. affects our perception of safety. It affects our, you know, our patterns of movement. So it's like, mm-hmm. I thought about, it like highlights what's important in the city. And I thought that thought was interesting. Like, oh, you highlight like a store or you mm. highlight the walking path so that's important but in relation to public toilets i was thinking do we do we put lighting there do we want to highlight them in the urban space because that's been a trend you don't want them to be really seen mm-hmm. uh, but maybe they should be more seen and yeah maybe they could also be used as a light in itself you know mm-hmm. so but yeah it affects us a lot i've, I've thought also in relation to like cities and i thought about animal life i don't know if if this fact is true but i remember from some lecture we had when i studied geography about lighting that um sometimes cities glow so much in the dark that on beaches where like turtles are born Mm -hmm. they go into the cities instead of out in the ocean towards the the moon i don't know if that's true yet i i don't know it as a first hand knowledge yeah me neither but i did hear about it several times and i'm pretty sure it's true yeah and there were case studies when some urban planners made a difference for it so Mm -hmm. for example if there was a place where turtles would be born yeah and they know that they somehow block with light their path to the ocean yeah then they would decrease the amount of light and then these turtles would come safely to the ocean yeah as little babies and then survive yeah so it must make a difference because they need very little amount of light Mm. and they follow the moon because they go when it's full moon yeah but now as you said when the city is so bright they take this light as a the light they need because it's all in comparison yeah they see the lighter the brighter space they just go there yeah i guess because they just go on that instinct Mm -hmm. so i thought about animal life as well but sure Mm. It affects us a lot. In the cities, maybe it's when you think about Sweden at least, mm. it might not be turtles, it might be birds and other yeah. wild animals mm. that are local to Stockholm, let's say, mm. that also change their behaviors 
because cities are too bright at night. Yeah. Like they would not be if it was just a suburb. No. So it does change something that we as humans maybe don't realize. No. Mm-hmm. Definitely. It affects everyone. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's for the good. I mean, we wouldn't be able to have really a normal life if we wouldn't have artificial lighting, <laughs> obviously. But like the consequences of that, like I was, it's, this is also off topic, but I was in a cave when mm-hmm. I was in Georgia and it was lit up. Uh-huh. And like this is a big tourist attraction, and we went there. But the topic was like, oh, like are is tourism making? Because all mm-hmm. the wildlife in the cave. I mean, it's supposed to be pitch black in the cave, right? Mm-hmm. So the biodiversity in the cave is just almost wiped out. And there I am contributing to the problem. But yeah. we, you know, we had a discussion about it. And do we want to increase tourism to nature mm-hmm. as well? So. That yeah. goes away from cities a little bit, but mm-hmm. it's yeah. So, I thought about that as well, just now. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. very interesting. And also, you said that you are contributing to this problem, but yeah. also by raising it, you are contributing maybe to solving it a little bit. Yeah, you would hope so. Yes, yeah. it's, it's so maybe difficult. Not. Yeah, because mm. you you go there and you think you're doing something good, but are you really? Yeah, I don't know. It's, yeah. yeah. Mm. Yeah, but that's an important topic that is also, it's not just about whether light is there, it's also what quality of light it is. Maybe we can have very low levels of light yeah. just to support the first navigation function for mm-hmm. humans, but not disturb animals. But yeah, that's a long topic as well. Yeah, mm-hmm. but it was really bright with all these mm-hmm. colors, so yeah. it, it wasn't, it was very, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Wow. yeah. I'm glad you brought it up. Yeah. We can go to the imaginary part of mm-hmm. the episode. Yeah. And now I would like you to describe your idealized day, mm-hmm. your ideal city. It's difficult because my ideal city, like I love Stockholm mm. so much. Not biased or anything. Uh-huh. <laughs> but this... <laughs> Maybe. Right now, this is really my favorite city. So I think I would be here. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know it's I think I mean it depends on the the pandemic and everything but otherwise I really like like waking up and going to school that was super amazing you Mm. I felt like you always learned from people in school Mm. about Mm. topics and talked about them and so I would be there and like Mm. create something and now when I'm not in school anymore I try to be creative like at work or Mm -hmm. when I'm not at work either I like to create and explore things and Mm -hmm. I also like to like walk around in cities obviously Mm -hmm. (laughs) so Mm -hmm. I just sometimes I just go off at random stations like subway stations I'm like yeah I haven't been here here in a while Mm -hmm. and I just walk around and there's always something new you discover like I'm very interested in public art as well um, and like those types of things I'm very interested in hostile design and architecture, which is like mm-hmm. upcoming trend. Not too much in Stockholm yet, mm-hmm. but it, it's it's happening a little bit. Can so. you explain a little bit more on what it is? Yeah, it's uh, when you design like different amenities, like benches and stuff, mm. with the intention of keeping certain people away. Like you put handlebars on them or make them mm. uh, tilt so that people mm. don't sleep on them, etc. Mm. There's there's many examples, but that's yeah. one of the most uh, mm-hmm. like obvious examples. Mm-hmm. But 
So I like to explore that uh, mm-hmm. as well and public art. Yeah, I would walk around. I would probably go to a cafe. I like to sometimes with a friend, but I also like having mm-hmm. like a fika by myself mm-hmm. in a coffee shop and mm-hmm. like get inspired by people around me. Like mm-hmm. I feel like when you're in school or in, a, in like a cafe and you're trying to work, you kind of get like a little bit of not pressure, but just like inspiration. Like people are here and creating yeah. stuff and they're doing things. Mm-hmm. I should too. And yeah. So I like that environment. And then, I don't know, maybe I would meet up some friends and we always, literally always go to the lookout point uh, at Monteliusvägen. Uh, hmm. Do you know where it is? Maybe I do just because you mentioned it as a um, point of view, but I don't hmm. know the name. Where is it? Yeah, it's like from Maria Torget you yes. walk up. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, that's beautiful. And I love to mm-hmm. be there and sit and look at the, the sunset. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's the best spot. Mm-hmm. Like people always ask me, like international people, like where do you where do you people actually go? And I'm like, I don't know about everyone else, but me and my friends always go here. Yeah. Uh, so that was I think the first place we went to as a group, as a buddy group. Yeah. As part of KTH. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. In End of August, it must be. Mm. And it was beautiful. Yeah. Uh, it's the best view of the city, in my opinion. Yeah. You just see everything. And there's new buildings and there's the old buildings. Like, you just... I like having that overview perspective, obviously, because mm-hmm. I'm a geographer as well. I work yeah. a lot with maps. I like to see things from yeah. above as well. Yeah. So it's... <laughs> good. Oh, I recognize that. Yeah, I, I've been there. Yeah. And you're like, that's a public toilet right there. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's another layer to it. Yeah. Yeah, so it sounds like you would go and explore the city with your urban planner, yeah. urban designer glasses on. Yeah, I, I almost can't do. take them off. <laughs> no, I can't. They're like eyes, they're not glasses. <laughs> yeah, and I always take photos. Like I've told my friends, I'm like, if I stop to take photos, you don't have to wait for me. I'll, I'll catch up with you. But I, I always take photos and memorize yeah. by, by that as well. Yeah. yeah, I remember myself telling that to some of my friends some years ago. Now I stopped saying, maybe I stopped walking with friends so often because I feel like I'm too slow with taking pictures. Yeah, and I remember things by pictures, Yeah, which is worrying me a little bit because I feel like do I just live by pictures? I only have memories, like really detailed memories of a picture that I took ah. and not the actual experience. I mean, as a first okay. thing. And then the yeah. experience is linked to picture, but... Yeah. different so yeah that's interesting but it's so mm. many impressions so it's mm. it's hard to take it i get very tired when i walk around the city too because i always take in things and always analyze why is it like this mm. why is it like mm-hmm. that so taking pictures also helps me like look back and i'm like oh yeah i think i thought this about mm. this thing so yeah. it helps me when it's like overload of information yeah to kind of spread it a little bit in your head yeah i think so that's cool. Yeah. I'm glad you said that and I can relate to it. So yeah. I'm glad, I'm glad someone else does that. People are, yeah, I take so many pictures. I'm sure you're not the only one. No, I don't think so. Yeah. But it's good to have this reassurance again. Yeah. And now from this viewpoint, we can, mm. or maybe not from there, move to the idealized night mm. in your ideal city. Yeah. I think 
I mean, we would sit in the park for a while, maybe, or maybe we would go to like a bar as well. When you say we, who do you mean? Me and my friends, probably, mm-hmm. <clears throat> if I met them up or people from my class or something. Mm-hmm. But and I also like to have like nice views there. But we would maybe go to a bar. Uh, otherwise, we might watch a movie. Like to watch scary movies, mm-hmm. <laughs> so I scare myself with that. Uh-huh. But um, then I don't know. I mean, I take the subway. I use public transport most mm-hmm. of the time, so I would mm-hmm. take that. And then I live quite close to the station, so I always have like a lighted path. But when mm-hmm. I lived in Huddinge, it was it was a bit different mm-hmm. to walk home. And I'm always like, I thought about the. If you want to be seen or not, because like lighting, mm. um, I kind of want everything to be lighted, but there's always going to be dark spaces when yeah. it's really dark. So I'm in between like, oh, I want there to be a lot of light, but I'm also like, maybe I also want to be in the dark as well sometimes. Like, yeah, that's a thing. Do you get what I mean? Of course. And generally, it often comes to not being seen but being able to see yeah so now even in urban planning lighting designers they use it a lot with litting the places people want to see like mm. b- the bench but not not lighting the bench itself so that mm. humans sitting there are seen mm. but just highlighting that the bench is there mm-hmm. and it is occupied or free you can see it because there are some shadows mm. and not litting directly people who are walking because they want to be protected or feel like they're protected mm. by not being in the spotlight. Yeah. Maybe that's the thing. I think so, like, mm. the highlighting thing again, I don't, mm. you maybe don't want to be highlighted in a space sometimes, but you want, yeah, that's a, a hard balance as well. And obviously you know more about that. But I thought about that. You mm-hmm. kind of want to, you don't want to be in the center sometimes, mm-hmm. but you still want things to be light. So how yeah. do you, how do you do that? Mm-hmm. It's, yeah, that's, so. that's a question. That's why it's a topic on itself. Yeah. <laughs> so I think, I think that would be like a, not a normal night. Obviously I don't do that every night, but mm-hmm. that's, that would be a good night. Yeah. Yeah. There's one thing that maybe I want to bring up, or maybe yeah. not. But yeah, you mentioned scary movies. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I, it's something I was wondering about. Mm-hmm. How much our experiences or stories that we share between each other about darkness mm-hmm. influence how safe we feel yeah. on the streets. Mm-hmm. So when you watch a scary movie, do you feel more scared being at night? Uh, on the street uh, a little bit i've gotten used to scary movies now but uh-huh. i think the best scary movies are the ones that take place in broad daylight like there are some scary movies that like it's mm. it doesn't have to be because sometimes in scary movies it's like oh it's fine during the day and then the night comes exactly. and everything gets scary exactly but now i think they're exploring more like horror in broad daylight and that's very interesting because you're mm. changing the narrative of that dark is scary it can be scary in the daytime too but like yeah it doesn't yeah so i've seen yeah it's interesting because mm-hmm. you're not ready when it's the daytime and something happens in scary movies and you're like where did this come from mm-hmm. i'm waiting until the evening yeah <laughs> uh-huh. yeah <laughs> so, but that's also actually interesting yeah then you bring it out of the movie and kind of still expect something bad to happen in the night time <sighs> maybe but I-, I feel like it impacts and i'm yeah, I'm just very curious how to, if there is a way to 
change it a little bit. But even the fact that now in films they often do the scary things in the daytime, mm-hmm. maybe it's a good uh, thing for lighting designers. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> it, it's really changed my mind. Yeah. Cool. Maybe they keep to that tendency. Like the, the midsummer uh, scary movie? I haven't watched it. No. I heard about it. That's, I mean, it's supposed to take place in Sweden and yeah. it's, it's light all the time. Yeah. And it, they don't really do any scenes in the dark almost. And mm-hmm. that's really interesting. So it's just like, you see everything, mm-hmm. but it's, yeah, they don't rely on the darkness to be the scary part. They do scary things without the darkness. And I think that's an art to do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Wow. Yeah, I'm very glad I, we discussed this. Yeah. Because I had it on my head for a long time, but then it just doesn't come up usually. And now you mentioned it, I guess. Yeah, I, I didn't think about it in terms of... Yeah, it's really interesting. <laughs> yeah, there's a topic for another dissertation, but I'm done now. So <laughs> maybe someone else can take it. Or I can take it yeah. as a PhD at some point. Yeah, they should do that. Yeah. Amazing. <laughs> Thank you so much for this conversation. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, me too. It was so fun to talk to you. Like, as you said, we didn't know each other an hour ago, but I feel like we have so much in common. Exactly. It was really fun. Yeah. And now I feel like we do know each other yeah. a little bit more through discussing only cities. Yeah. So, or not only. Oh, yeah. <laughs> a little more. Scary movies, toilets. Yeah. yeah. We covered all the basics. Yeah, all the basic stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you again. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for being with us. If you want to get in touch, just search for a city for you. Maybe you've already found it.